Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is wedding business social media. And in this episode, you'll learn how to utilize your social media to build and strengthen vendor and venue relationships. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to the shit show. Episode 40 of the Wedding Sassholes. 40, 40 sounds like a lot. It is. I mean, it's it's up there. I know. We be cranking. We may not be the best at marketing and telling people this podcast exists, but we be putting out some killer content. We, we got hella education over here for y'all. <laughs> you learn all kinds of shit. You just might not know we're here. And that's okay. But you really got to tell some friends. That'll help. <laughs> Well, I hope you listened to last week's episode because we really dug in on content. Um, it's literally everything you possibly could need to know about building your content strategy and putting those pieces in. And hopefully you did the homework and did those pieces. And then we got all the way to the end of that episode. And the last thing we put on the list was too much to cover. So we decided just to do a separate episode. Yes. And I think this is something that you and I are both good at. So I think it's a really strong thing to talk about. Yeah. So what we are going to cover overall is how to utilize your social media outside of trying to attract clients and brand awareness, but really how to build those uh, vendor venue, other wedding business relationships. But here's my like soapbox moment. We might have a lot of them today. Getting up on the soapbox, but here's the deal. Like the amount of times that I ask wedding professionals of every category, whether you're the cake person, you're the hair and makeup person, whatever. When I ask them, do you ask your clients for the entire vendor list? Meaning every category, every person. Now like bonus when there's a planner and that planner sends you over to timeline that has everyone in there, but that's not the majority of events. No. No. So to do these things we're going to talk about today, before we get into all of them, you have to get the list from your clients. You got to adjust your workflow, maybe at the 30-day meeting, at the 60-day point, your wrap-up meeting, whatever. You have got to go category by category and get the list of every single vendor that is going to be a part of and on that event. Because if you don't have that information, a lot of things we're talking about, you're not going to be able to be successful with it. Yeah, you're not going to get the full potential out of it, that's for sure. No. So let's start. We, I would pretend like this is completely organized, but we brain dumped everything we could think of to make sure we cover it with you. So in no particular order, no particular order. Let's get started. First thing you're going to do is find your vendors on social media. Yeah. Like this is the easiest, the best way you can start to grow your account, grow your following, build relationships is you've got to go in and start finding the people in your area that match your ideal client that like, I want you to go hunting, go wedding business hunting inside of your social media platforms and go in and start to like follow like if it's a Facebook page like them if it's an Instagram account go follow them so where are some places that they can look to go find these accounts um so a couple of things that I've done is I've gone directly to the venues Facebook pages or um, Instagrams and checked what vendors have tagged them to there so you not only do you know that they work at the venue that you prefer to work at 
but they also are probably drawing in the same type of client that you're wanting if they're getting married at that venue. So I okay. would start with the... Yes, what, but let me teach them how. Because if they're like, I don't know how to find who tagged them. So go to the venue's account on Instagram. You're looking for their main account, right? Where it's got their little logo in the top left corner and whatever. See, go underneath where their highlights would be, those little circles, if you don't know what the highlights are. And there's usually a few different tabs underneath it. The first one will look like a little grid and that one is their feed. The second one will look like a play button and those are their reels. All the way to the right, there's a little box with a little guy inside of it. If Mm -hmm. you click that on a venue's page, these are all of the, you'll see not only their posts that they've posted, but you will also see anyone else that has posted and tagged them. So if you are trying to continue to build relationships or you have a venue you work at a little bit and you want to work at more, maybe you start building relationships with the other vendors who work at that venue. Correct. So that's where I would start. Okay. Where else can they look? The second thing I would do is, I mean, obviously follow the people that you work with on a regular basis. That should be a no-brainer. That's a duh. But if you're, look, if you're looking for new vendors and new venues, search your area. Go to the geotags. Go to searching um, certain hashtags with the name of the cities or counties or even the venue names in the hashtags. Start searching those. Flipping through all the venue tags, searching by the cities. Um, you can even just type in, I, I live over in Volusia County in Florida. So I would just type in my city and see what pops up as venue areas or as vendors that are in that area. Yeah, and you can search. It's weird in Instagram. You can search an entire hashtag as the hashtag and see who's posted and use the hashtag. But you can even just search like Orlando Wedding and Mm -hmm. the search bar and hit search. And all of a sudden, it will come up with a lot of posts. And at the top of just the regular search part, it'll be like, do you want hashtags? Do you want locations? Do you want songs? Do you want accounts? Who do you want? And so it'll open up the door. I mean, this is like rabbit hole stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Especially if you're just doing regionally. Like if you're doing regionally, just putting Central Florida and then whatever, like your category or Central Florida wedding or Central Florida wedding venue a junk ton of things pop up. So just be prepared for that. Yeah, that's why I say, that's why I suggest like pinpointing it to a specific venue that you want to work with and going from there instead of like broadbanding it and just being overwhelmed with all the different. And just make sure you don't go follow crazy. Like I want you to be strategic and make sure that they match your ideal client, that it's like they're at the same kind of spaces. They're working with the same type of people. They're posting the, the right type of content. Be strategic with it and go in and go on a little follow fest. Do a little vetting. Look at their content. And if it doesn't speak to you, they probably are not your people. I'm sorry to say it. Do a little audit. Do a little audit. Yeah, they might not attract your ideal client either. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like don't follow, but be strategic. You don't want to... Um, the like stats in Instagram are as a new account, you'll most likely be following more people than are following you. But as you're a longer established account, you shouldn't be following more than 25 to 50% of the people following you. So what that means is if you have a thousand followers, you should not be following, you should only be following 250 to 500 accounts, no more Mm -hmm. than that. So that's important to keep in mind in terms of like being a little bit, be a little bougie with your follows. Mm -hmm. Moving us into following and favoriting. So if you haven't heard on the last episode, Shannon gave us a super, super secret tip that she's going to share again for those of you who didn't catch it. Yeah. So inside of Instagram, there's actually two two ways to kind of organize the people you are following. 
And those are called um, favorites and close friends. So what I want you to do is go search anyone's account. It doesn't matter who, not yours, like go find someone else's. Where it says following, if you're already following, go find somebody you're following. There will be a little drop down arrow. If you click that, you've got a few different options inside of there. One of them is close friend and one of them is add to favorites. So here's the thing. you Your favorites, you can only have 50 favorites and that could be wrong. That number could have changed. But last time we got kicked out at 50. You can have 50 favorites. So you want to go in and you want your favorites to be the people you are trying to build relationships with. These are the people like you're really going to work the engagement to build with them. So think the venues. If you're a venue, think the planners, the photographers. Um, maybe if you're a venue, start thinking about bigger than that. Local news, local press, like PR type stuff, right? Because venues are top of the food chain or the, the best planners in town who could potentially bring you clients. Then when you go out to your feed, go in and favorite up to 50, 50 max. When you go to your main Instagram feed and you like just open the app on the very top left, you'll see the word Instagram. It doesn't look like it does anything, but touch it. And it's a way for you to filter your feed to either only see the people you're following or only see your favorites. This matters because if you are going to spend time going in and engaging, once a day for like 15 minutes or five minutes, just commenting on some people's stuff, you really want to do it with those people who you're trying to build a relationship with. So if you've got them all organized to favorites, you can do it a little bit faster. So that was a secret tip. We talked about it last week. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, sucks for you, but I hit it again because it's a good one. Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. But the other one I'm going to hit on in here is the close friends list. And mm -hmm. so that was your second choice. Now, close friends, you can have an unlimited amount of close friends. The only time the close friends list matters is when you are inside of your stories and you are posting to stories. One of the things you can do is you can opt to only post to your close friends. So that's where you would use that list. Now, what I like to do with that list as a wedding professional is all wedding pros. As soon as they follow me, if I follow them back, I add them to the close friends. Because let's say you're hosting a networking event or you want to promote a networking event you're going to, or you want to send something out that's really only for wedding pros. It's not really targeted at your couples. You can then share it to stories for close friends. So that's just my personal that like when I favorite, you know, I favorite the top 50 people I really want to build a relationship with. When I follow them, I favorite them. And then I put all wedding pros, venues, vendors, everybody, when they follow me and I follow them back, I put them in close friends. So that way I can have like secret stories that only go to them. Yeah, like if you're hosting a networking event. Right. If you're hosting an event or no. And I mean, it's, we use that account. We use that functionality a lot in my world that we post a lot of stuff that's meant for pros only. And then your couples don't see it and be like, oh, is this for me? They don't get confused. Mm -hmm. So along with following, I'm going to suggest that you follow. I do this with like corporate accounts. So it might be the Marriott or like another big hotel that has multiple locations. I follow the corporate account, like the main one, but I also follow the local direct account that I work with on a constant basis. And when I do any of my tagging, I make sure that I tag both accounts. When I geotag it, I tag just the local one, obviously. But follow both accounts or however many that you have that are under the same umbrella, not just one specifically. 
Yeah. And sometimes also when you're talking about venues, sometimes if it is like a corporate hotel or something like that, sometimes they have a regular corporate account and then they have an events and weddings account, even like the Four Mm -hmm. Seasons. They have a separate Instagram for just the events. Yeah. Even um, one of our local country clubs, they have one just for members and they have one just for events. Right. So make sure follow both. Follow them, follow them all. Just make sure you and which one you're tagging for what things. And along with that, also follow people's personal accounts. Like if they're open to it, I mean, not for nothing, but my Facebook has 4,800 friends and I'd say 4,500 of them are probably wedding professionals from around the country. Like it is okay for you to friend request people that you've met and that you know, do not friend request strangers. It's weird. Don't do that. Following on Instagram, I think is a little bit more flexible, but I think it's more important when you're at a networking event and you're meeting people or you're connecting or you're working on event day. Also follow them on their personal social media because this is how you can like stay in touch with what's going on, their birthdays and milestones and had babies and things like that. And Uh one of my other like super secrets, nobody ever knows this exists, but on Facebook, you can organize your, this is what the pushback I get on Facebook from the oldies like me. I know you youngies out there listening are like, I don't even have Facebook. I don't even use it. Cool. That's fine. But for the oldies like me, you can go in and you can organize your friend list. So I put all those 4,500 people into categories. So if I post something extremely inappropriate on Facebook, which does happen every now and then, I can Only post. close friends can see it. I post and say, don't show it to the wedding list. So the only those 300 that are actual real friends in my personal life can see it. If you're on the wedding list, you don't get to see the naughty stuff. But it's a great way for you to still have that privacy piece without having to like block individual people. So like you said, it it humanizes you. So absolutely. Yes, we're following the business accounts, but we're talking about building relationships, right? So following their personal accounts and actually giving a shit that it's their birthday or they just had a baby or they just got engaged, it does go a long way. And I can tell you that don't just like it, comment on it because that's what stands out. When you actually engage and comment on it, that's what they're going to remember and that's what they're going to see. Well, and there's been moments in time where like somebody's called me and been like, oh, I've been trying to reach out to so-and-so forever and they're not replying. And I'm like, oh, their dad died this week. And they're like, Oh, and I'm like, because I have access to the personal side of people's lives, it gives you that opportunity where you can go and check in on them and be like, are you okay? Is everything all right? Like, whatever that looks like, but you've got to have like asked the business social media for that. Yes, absolutely. Okay, this one's an easy one, because a lot of times it's just something you guys forget to do. So when you're posting on any social media platform, ideally Instagram, does TikTok do this? Not yet. Okay. No, no, they do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So one of the things you can do is you can location tag. So what that means is like, instead of you, I'm not worrying about the at tag. What I'm saying is when you post on a platform, I want you to look for the opportunity to add the location of where you're at. This is... Go ahead. It's called geotagging. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're going to geotag the venue that you are at specifically. Now, let's say you're not at a venue. I want you to geotag the city. So if you're like in your office and your office is, I mean, obviously you could geotag your own location, 
But the the sexiest part of this is the venue geotagging because this is what happens. Okay, open your phone. We're we're doing a lot of show and tell today. Open your phone and go up to search and search the name of one of your favorite venues that you work with in your market. Now, don't look for their account. I just want you to type in the words. Okay, don't click on their account. You can go to places. Yeah. And then so you're going to search them. And then all the way on the cross on the on the right, you're going to see that little location pin. And that is looking for the place, which is the geotag. Now click on that. Any of the content you see posted there, either top content or you can click over to recent. Anything you see posted there is anyone on that platform who geotagged that venue. Let me tell you something. The couples are using this shit with the venues to find their vendors. Literally out of their mouths at wedding shows. They're like, oh, I was searching and I found them. I was like, oh, you found it on the venue's account. And they were like, no, on their location. And I was like, what? Show me. And so what they're doing is they're choosing a venue. And yeah, they look at what the venue posts. Yes, they look at who tags them. But they're also going to this location because the feeds are a little less curated. They can see what types of stuff the guests post. You know what I mean? It's just a little bit different. And so because sometimes there are vendors that don't tag the venue, but they'll go in and do the location tag. So this is, oh my God, if you are not geotagging and location tagging, I want to shake you. So you need to be geotagging, tagging them in the photo itself, tagging them in the caption as well. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you. She's going to jump on a soapbox. But the reason I say that is not everybody clicks on the photo to see who's all involved. I agree. But once, once you tag them in the photo, it goes to their tagged photos. Right. So it shows up there. If you geotag, it shows up on the places. And the reason I do it in the caption is because some people being the vendors and venues get their panties in a wad because you didn't put below venue semicolon where the venue was photographer. Some like they get they get crazy about it. So I would say do all three, because if you're just tagging them in the photo, not all the clients click on the photo to see where who's all involved. So if you list them, you're giving them credit in the caption, you're tagging them on the photo. So it shows up on everybody's tagged photos. And then the geotag shows up on the places. I think that that is the best practices. She was about to argue with me until. No, <laughs> like, but I think. Yes, that most, <laughs> I, no, no, no. I think that is best <laughs> practice. Do I think that 80% of the people listening here are going to do that shit? No. So here's No, but that's not the point of telling them. The point of telling them is to try to give them a better practice. I know. But here's the... So I'm going to give you... She gave you best practice. I'm going to give you bare minimum. I think the bare minimum is to geotag the location for the venue 100%. And then my best practice... My like bare minimum would be just tag them in the caption. Because if you tag them in the caption, it still goes to their tagged photos, goes to the same place. You don't no, not always. There have yes, been photos now. that I there have been photos that I was I was tagged in the caption and it shows up to me, but it does not show up on my tagged photos. Okay, but it sends me a DM. It I love you. DM telling I me. love you, but I don't think the planner gives a fuck about showing up on your cake list. I don't think they care. No, but they it should keeps showing up. 
it's it's not. It's about me showing up on theirs so that their clients find me. <laughs> Agreed. But I'm saying like, so here's the hard part. Like, you're right. Everybody should be getting credit all the time, which is why we started this conversation by saying you got to get the full list. You should pre-do your homework for every event you're doing. And you should at tag everybody in the note, in a note in your phone, just do the quick look at home, get the at tags ready, have a, a note ready that says venue, photographer, DJ, floors, okay, every freaking category. So it's a fast, fast and furious too. But best practice is to tag them on the photo, in the caption and geotag the location. Bare minimum, is minimum. To tag, them, tag them in caption, the caption and, and do geo. the geotagging because an absolute bare minimum this is even worse. Oh God, don't yell at me. I'm, I'm, hi- I'm literally hiding in my shirt. I know you can't see it, but I'm hiding. Absolutely bare minimum is to tag who specifically is in the photo. So what I mean by that is if there's a photo posted, one photo from the venue, and that photo is a picture of like the couple at the waterfall at the venue, the only actual vendors in that photo I love you, but it's not a picture of the cake. So at the bare minimum, bare minimum, you should be tagging is the venue, the photographer, the dress, the flowers, the hair and makeup, like who and attire. Who is featured in the photo is who you should be giving credit to. I mean, ideally, if you're going to stack up a bunch of photos and one of those says the cake, you got to tag the cake people too. But if you are just posting a photo, it needs to be every single vendor that is featured in that photo. If you want more people oh, to share yeah. it, more people to go and don't you dare. But if you're posting a picture of just the couple cutting the cake, I also think, again, pay attention to who's in the photo, the venue, the photographer, hair and makeup, planner, if there was one, because they help coordinate that dress, attire and the cake company. If there's no flowers on the cake, you don't have to tag the florist. I can't tell you how, so this is a pet peeve of mine. I can't tell you how many times I have been scrolling through a feed. A planner uses a photo of my cake. Like it's the only thing in the photo. I know. We are tagged nowhere. I know. Nowhere are we tagged. It's so messed up. (laughs) I I get it. It makes a whole lot of sense to do that. And it is for sure the best practice, but I I just, I think you really have to be cautious. You have to be careful and you have to be intentional. So look at the picture, see who's in it. Make sure you're tagging at a bare minimum those people. I feel like hair and makeup gets screwed all the time. They never get tagged all in the those time. things. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So just make sure that you're like, one of the other things I think is when you're tagging on the image or in the caption, um, the person you're tagging actually gets a DM saying you've been tagged in this post. So when you do that, when they do that, there's a more likely chance of them then sharing it. Because if you only, you know, if you only tag them in the caption, I think they get a notification. I think if you, I don't know, I'd, I'd have to double check that. But I know if That's you tag why- them on the image that you get a DM that says you've been tagged on this photo. So yes, do all the things. But that's what I was saying is if they only tag you in the caption itself, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. I know, but you know, half the people aren't going to do that shit. So let's give them best practices and the bare minimum. Listen, there's a saying, the lesson is taught. It may have not stuck. So we're teaching them it can stick or not. Sorry. (laughs) I needed the sound effect for the audios first. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody could see the video, so they didn't know that you're making faces at me. 
I know. Um, let's talk about stories because I feel like we talked about tagging and posts and things like that. So I feel like the other easy thing, and we're definitely going to hit home on this next week when we talk about content for your ideal client. But, you know, Mm -hmm. the easiest thing to do with stories is there's a lot of, depending upon what vendor category you are, it's so easy to do behind the scenes on event day, whether you post it today, whether you post it tomorrow, you can capture the content when you're there. And I think that like, it's think, think, Let's be the planner and think like the cake company who dropped and go. Vanessa maybe takes a quick video. Maybe she shoots a pan across the room. Look at how pretty it is. She posts it and tags all the vendors because maybe when the floors dropped off, the tables weren't set yet. Uh-huh. So tag all the vendors and you can do that behind the image. I learned that little sexy. Or you can make it super tiny. You can tag them and then make it so small. You can, you can actually now drag it off the screen. And not do any of that. Oh, sexy. See, I don't know all the things. So you can just, you can hold. So Shadow actually taught me this. You can, you can type everybody's things into the story, press your finger on it, hold it, and just swipe all the way off to either left or right. Just don't go down towards the trash can. Left or right, just completely off the screen, but it still tags everyone. And you can go back, which was not a feature before. You can go back and actually edit your tags if you forgot someone. Nice. That's awesome. Because think about it, right? Like if you're not there, the only way people can share your story is if they're tagged in it. Let me say that one more time. I can share anyone's post anytime, right? I can hit the little share button and share it to my stories. But the only way I can share a story is if I'm tagged on the story. Mm Mm-hmm. The big thing with stories is so we're anytime you're at the day of the event, I think it's really important to like capture people and their element, like capture the floor setting up something, you know, use that. But also if you're doing events like open houses or vendor events, you know, like we've we've discussed this on a previous episode. I don't know what number, but if you're at a, an open house or a vendor event to build that relationship with those vendors, give them a shout out. Scroll past their booth, scroll past their setup. Have them do a little, like, here's who we are. This is what we do. Show what they got for the day. Like, do another behind the scenes, but a different kind of behind the scenes because it's a show instead of, like, the actual wedding date. But I think it's also important to scan across whatever they have the day of the event for wedding or for an open house and then scan them in their element, like, doing what they do. So you're giving them a shout out. You're doing a behind the scenes. They're going to share it for sure because they're in it. But it also builds that relationship of us, like, you're not competing, you're actually promoting them. So I think that's really important to build that relationship. Yeah, I think there's a lot of great opportunities that we miss out on um, of featuring not only our own stuff, but utilizing stories, which last for 24 hours to feature other wedding pros and other Mm -hmm. vendors and other people we like to work with. And wouldn't we love for them to feature us? Like if we all work together, we'll, we'll talk next specifically about what Instagram collaborations are, but... I was going to use the word collaborate, but didn't want people to be like, what is she talking about? Like in general, we can be posting, tagging, sharing to get in front of each other's audiences. Everybody's like, how do I grow my following? How do I grow my following? I'm like, you work together. We work Mm -hmm. together. Like I own a local directory. We share people's content when they tag us in it. It's not that hard. It's not that complicated. You just got to tag us in the stuff. Twice a week, we have share day and we just share everything. So just keep in mind that like, It's such a great way for you to build those relationships just by, you know, paying attention to what content you get shared, do you get tagged in and sharing it? Mm -hmm. So easy. Well, Instagram gave us a new feature this year that is very sexy. 
It's called collaborations. Oh, yes. I was like, wait, what? You're like, what? Is, she's like, what is she talking about? I'm like, so, what is she about to drop on me? <laughs> so in the past, you know, when I posted, let's say I was at an event and I made this like banging reel about Vanessa's cake and I would post it. I could tag her in the caption. I could tag her on the photo. But there's a new functionality called collaborations. And uh-huh. I'm I'm like, I'm going to die on this hill this year because it's so sexy for us to be able to use. So when you make content in mind specifically with some featuring someone else inside of it. So let me be a photographer and say I've got this amazing photo from a venue. Uh, when I go in to p- write the post, there's two things you have to think about if you're going to, if you know, you're going to invite somebody to collaborate in advance, first and foremost, you have to think about the caption. Because if I, the photographer, invite a venue to collaborate on a post. So what that means is you would go into where you would tag someone and there's a little option in there that says invite collab or collaborate. When you click that, they, it allows you to choose one person one other account that you can collaborate with when you're making the content. Only one. You only get one. You can tag a ton of people, but you can only collab with one person. So you go in, you go in, you write your whole post, you go to tag people. And in there, down at the bottom, it says invite collaborators. Oh, wait, now it says collaborators. Hold on. I'm going to do this live. I'm right now live saying, can I invite another one? If I invited that one, can I invite this one? Does it let me do more than... Yeah, so you can do more than one now. Ooh, that's even sexier. Even sexier, yeah. Think like styled shoots. One person... But back to back to the right, caption. Right. right, so you go in, you invite the collaborators. If those people accept the collaboration, that post, including the caption, goes on everyone's feed. Mm-hmm. So when you write the caption, you have to write it differently because this is, this is the fail on the collabs we get invited on a lot of times. If Vanessa wrote, writes on there, um, I made this cake, blah, 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 blah. And now it goes on my account. It kind of looks weird, right? Because it says, I made, I didn't make this cake. Like we work right. together. So you need to think about how to write the collab. Like sometimes I collab with my personal account. So we'll be posting on the business page and it has me in it, but we'll collab with my personal account. It would be weird if it was like, all first person, but not first person, right? So you just have to take a minute, think through how to write the caption that the other person will be like, damn, that looks good. And I want to accept that. So this is where like, if you are killing it at social media, you can build so many great relationships. So let's use a styled shoot as an example. You're on site at a styled shoot day. You're Vanessa and you're doing such a good job. You're capturing content. You have got the florist. You've got the DJ. You've got whatever. You have all the pretty things, her stuff, your stuff, whatever. And she builds a reel of all the things you can see. And then she goes in and says, had the most amazing day today at such and such venue, you know, working together with other wedding pros to build this amazing themed story, whatever. And then she lists all the vendors. She can collab with every single vendor on there. Then that one reel goes on to everyone's account. So if you are a new vendor trying to build relationships, holy shit, this could be so good as ways for you to be, you're making content for them. 
So this is great for the venues aren't really making reels, a lot of them. So if you're making reels, you should be, and it highlights the venue, right? Not just what you do. It makes the venue look good. So you got to think about content in advance. You got to think like, how does this help the other person I'm collaborating with? Is it helpful content? Is it cool tips? Like, what is it in that information? And you have to invite them to collaborate. They will get a DM saying you've been invited. And they have to accept it. Once they accept it, it goes on your feed and their feed. So that's the other thing to keep in mind is what does the content look like? My feed for our business is very greens, browns, tans, whites, and grays. So if Vanessa's got some Barbie cake and the whole thing is pink and she invites me to collab, I don't want that on my feed. So I'm going to deny it, right? So you got to think a little bit as to what's the picture. If it's a real, what's the picture I'm going to use for the cover? What does that look like? Does it match their brand also? But, oh, collaborations. The same exact reels. She's laughing at me. I know, but the same reels, when we collab with people, we literally get triple to quadruple the views. Mm -hmm. Because now it's going on both accounts. Mm -hmm. And you are being social inside of a social media platform. The engagement factor will push the content more. Sexy. It's sexy. Let's finish with things that they should never, ever, ever do. We've given them a lot of things that they should do. But what about things that are no-nos because they're poo-poo caca? I need you to never be a complainer in life about anything. Any, I don't care what it is. I don't want to hear about your personal problems on your social media. I don't want you to hear like, oh my God, the truck broke down. It was a shitty day. And blah, 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 blah. Those people, you know who I'm talking about. You have them in your market. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure there's an episode called Shut the Fuck Up on Social Media. Literally. Go back and listen. That covers these things. I think it's sound off too. Go back and listen because it is so, no one wants to do business and refer their clients to someone who complains on social media. No one does. No, be it your business page or your personal page, but especially if it's on your business page, that looks so bad. I know. All right. What's one of yours? Don't talk politics. I listen. If I'm with my family, that's a different story. But when it comes to vendors, no. That has and an election do, year is coming. That has nothing to do with the job that you guys are doing at a wedding. Nothing. No. It doesn't need to be discussed. And this All it's gonna a do lot is cause during COVID. During COVID, so many vendors unfollowed, unfriended, relationships, like long-term business relationships were ruined. Ruined. Yeah. Because yeah. people were so, and people would ask me and I'd be like, I'm going to say a word on the internet. I don't, I, we can have a conversation in person, maybe, but even then we better be real friends. If we're you better be actual that. friends. No, but you, politics, religion, build, all of that. If you're up. trying to build relationships, that is not the way to start off. That is a bad foot. That is, a, you're going to, nope, don't do it. Also, uh, I'm a big advocate of not talking about other vendors. I'm huge on that, actually. So let's not, let's not shit talk other people. Let's not do that. I listen, this happens a lot. And you know what we're trying to do? The writer is like this wedding photographer and like won't name them. And then they rant about them in a way that those of us who've been around, we know exactly who it is. They say, they don't say who it is. They say this person 
But then they say that I worked with at a wedding on Saturday. And, and they like, posted well, about it on social. We, we all, all yeah, we with. all saw who you worked with. Like you yep. think you're being, you think you're being sly. You're not. And it makes you look like an asshole. It literally makes you just shut up. Like have the conversation with them or have your inner circle of besties. If you want to talk shit, that's who we talk shit to. Yeah, I mean, but in person, not, we don't we don't put it in writing. No, that's permanent. God, no. Let's not pretend like Vanessa and I don't ever talk shit to each other about other vendors. Let's just be real. But guess what? We don't even put it in fucking text to each other because no. I don't want proof of that. Like, no, we call each other. Audio only, audio only. And there's times, and but we definitely don't put it on social media. So like, no, no. we're talking then, about social media. So this is the whole like month is social media. When you're posting things on social media, Please be aware that it it is judged. I know that people are like, well, I don't care what they think. You should. You should. Sorry, but you should care what they think. Because guess what? what? When that goes around, people talk to one another and say, did you see what so-and-so posted? We all do. It's like wildfire. Oh, yeah. You post some crazy shit, everybody knows about it. Even if they're not following you. I know. My favorite is people screenshot it and send it to me and be like, did you see this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, juicy juicy even if they're not following you you get a screenshot and you're like what the hell is this what am i yeah i think that's the other thing too is that um i find that sometimes people talk shit about clients on social media and whether it's Mm -hmm. like i had a horrible experience with one of my couples last weekend or whatever or like this nightmare client don't ever talk to them or i got this terrible review i'm like shut up like don't post that all over the internet again call your bestie and talk it out don't post it all over the internet so one of my pet peeves about that is person that referred you to them when they see that they're not going to refer you again never never like you sound ungrateful and you sound like a total just privileged asshole like i don't want to send you anybody literally literally these are these are our don't do's on social media those don't actually help your relationships you might think you're just spouting off or saying whatever but i promise you the hurt that it is causing your business from a pr standpoint from public relations it's bad no one wants to work with people who complain talk about politics religion talk shit about clients wedding businesses nobody wants to hang out with those people they don't want to do business with them no no negative nancy's are out here okay guys well, we like to end every episode giving you some swag. Three action items to add to your to-do list. Go first. Tag all the vendors involved on the event day when posting your reels, your photos, or your stories. Make sure you tag them, geotag it. Make sure you tag the photo and do it in the caption as well. That's the best practice. I understand. Mm-hmm. Some good homework while you're in the bathroom this week is to go back and add all your vendors to your close friends list and choose your top 50 favorites. Make that list and go in, you know, do the favorites is easy, bang that list out and then sit down and start going back and looking for the vendors that, you know, you might want to invite to something or post something that's just for them. Maybe you want to run a special for them to share, but you don't want your clients to see it, books clients to see it. So go back in work that favorites and that close friends list to your advantage another homework item that you can do on the on the potty go back to all of your put all these things into action now but go back to your previous posts and geotag all of them whatever venue you are at for that day 
It's so easy. I did this a few years ago. I went back from, you know, when I first started doing weddings and I can always tell based on like the decor in the room or, you know, outside, whatever it is, I can always tell where it is. Make sure you geotag all of those locations um, in all of your previous posts and previous reels and things like that. Go back and, and fix those. Um, you might not remember who all the vendors are, but at least you're geotagging them. So when it shows up, especially on Instagram, it'll say um, your name, your username, and then underneath it, it will say the location name and that'll start popping up more. Yeah. So like you can easily go back and fix that. That is not a hard it's an thing. Easy fix. It's an easy thing. If you're not sure what the venue is, then pick the city and just tag your city, you know, put your city in there, put something in there, but it should always be, you need to add some kind of location to every single post. Mm-hmm. That's your homework. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we made you laugh, follow, subscribe and share it with a friend. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We are still talking about wedding business, social media. Next up is our interview episode with Shadow Anderson, the founder and lead wedding planner at the Chaos Coordinator. I love her. (laughs) Talking all about speaking to your ideal client on social media. Now go make epic shit happen.